What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Hello, this is Christian Family Life Podcast, and I am Tammy. My husband, Roland. Yes, sir. Martinez. Or yes, ma'am. <laughs> or uh, uh, hello, people. <laughs> and we over here, we have... They're back after back. being gone for a week. They're not allowed to ever do that again. There's Gio <laughs> and Susie. Hello. Yerena. How you doing? We're out in the Caribbean drinking yeah. uh, pina coladas. And I wish. Lemon, well, I was. <laughs> Stay away from the Mama Juana. <laughs> It's good to be back, though, man. We really missed it. Mm-hmm. We did. We did. We missed you guys, definitely. And well, today we're talking about missions through marriage. So, do we need to go to another country in order to be a missionary? Um, I think so. I, I think I think there's something about the plane ride that transforms <laughs> you into this really spiritual person that can share the gospel with other people, <laughs> regardless of whether you've done it before or not. As soon as you get on that plane, that's it. You're a missionary. You're a missionary. Yeah. You know what? We joke and we jest about that, but mm-hmm. I think that's the way that some people see it. Like I'm I'm not a missionary. I just live here in the United States and I just work my job. Well, I'm I'm not a missionary and I would say that for the next half hour we are going to debunk that myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I yeah. like it. It's a it's a way it's a compartmentalized way mm-hmm. of living. And maybe maybe we've heard this before, maybe we haven't, but part of our relationship with Christ is about Christ being our life, not just part of our life. Mm-hmm. And because Jesus, he, he is our life. He he is our ultimate treasure. He is where we find fulfillment. He his love and his forgiveness is what we want to share with other people. And so we we live uh, again to borrow a term that uh, has probably uh, been overused. But but living life on mission, mm-hmm. being missional, mm-hmm. and that Jesus would would be our life, whether it's traveling somewhere else to share the gospel, uh, which is a very biblical thing to go, to send, to proclaim the gospel, but also living it out in our day-to-day life and being able to do that through our marriage relationship. You know, it's been neat to, over the last couple of years, since we've been here, even in Charlotte, but even before that, uh, meeting businessmen mm-hmm. and uh, godly, godly businessmen that'll tell you it's all about, for them, marketplace evangelism and marketplace mm-hmm. ministry. And uh, you just met with somebody the other day that that's their goal is to move CEOs and company leaders to a place where they understand that their their uh, field, mm-hmm. which is their company, mm-hmm. is their mission field. Yeah. And, uh, and so for us, we really want to kind of hone in on the marriage side of that. Like, can our marriages be a... Uh, Can we be missionaries through our marriage? Yeah, what an important conversation to have when we think about all of the different ways that awareness is raised in regards to, you mentioned marketplace, spirituality in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Uh, We utilize sports and uh, people want to coach because they want to use that as a platform. And so just raising awareness to another area in which we can accomplish a missional life, which Mm -hmm. is through our marriage. Mm -hmm. I think if you think about it, that... um Honestly, this should be one of the most accessible mission fields that we have. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. like like you guys have mentioned marketplace and sports and different things like that and and not that it takes a lot of effort but you you have to find other people that are like-minded in that way and then plan a time to get together or you know be on a team whereas in this um arena of marriage, you know, once you get married, you're never not married. And so you're working on that. And then you come in contact with other married couples all the time. And also singles who are looking to what marriage can be like, like, it's just one of those things that's kind of right there in front of us, you know, like if it had been a snake, it would have but but we don't um, I don't know why you would know that. <laughs> um, but I don't know that we we um, fully grasp that that 24 mm-hmm. 7 our our marriages can be on mission that's right and well you know when we think about marriage um, it is all over the world like you said Susie it's every culture and so that is one other way one other way to come in and and um Go whether it's in another country or it's or it's locally, we we come in and we minister and we um, we show something different. The same way that we would as believers and in, in the marketplace and and wherever you are, that we see that people see something different in your life, mm-hmm. and they're drawn to you. Well, that same way we live out our marriage and 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 when you cultivate um, your marriage, if you are you are you're cultivating a good marriage and, and, and we have a great resource (laughs) Mm -hmm. that can really help put, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of, uh, you know, we talk about this language that we use from the two becoming one, um, resource, but it is really, what I love about it is it's, it's very culture friendly. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not, I mean, we've been able to go into countries where it's not every, marriage ministry can go into and 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 you know you can't hold conferences in in places like Cuba like you do in the US you 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 kind of come into a, a completely different culture and and you and it's it's very bible centered it's and and I know there's a lot of resources that are bible centered I'm not saying that there isn't but I I do think that specifically the two becoming one resource has been really good and has the lord has really used it um, yeah. in, in Cuba and other countries. And in other countries. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you bring that up, Tammy, because I was just in the Dominican Republic with our yeah. team and I was sitting across from Fernando, who is our national director. Mm-hmm. And we have a pastor there that's part of a network that we're introducing the ministry to. Mm-hmm. And, um, Fernando says, he says, you know, in the book is, once they added Roland and Tammy's stories, it really contextualized to our culture. That's right. And, he, and I think the one he specifically talked about was something about you guys having there about being late to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how we are. And so, so the material really does translate. But I'm not the late one. no he's just selective in where he's late let's just say that he is Um, definitely late early's on time (laughs) don't you put your watch five minutes ahead so you're there on time absolutely when you think you're late if you can be five minutes late why can't you be five minutes early that's right it is a phenomenon okay that's 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 another podcast before us right now but tammy i wanted to speak to something that you said that um you know the different arenas <clears throat> we've talked about sports or different things that mm-hmm. sometimes are are culturally relevant or irrelevant. I think what's neat is that in marriage, um, missions through marriage, 
you're able to display the gospel message mm-hmm. almost more so when mm. you don't have a perfect marriage. Like when you like when you are when you're watching sports, you seek to watch the best of the best. You're like we mm-hmm. all well, I didn't say we all. A lot of us tune into the Olympics because you're watching the best from across the world. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about missions through marriage, and I know that we find when we lead a two B one class, um, People in the class just relate when we share our difficulties and challenges, mm-hmm. because I think there's this, you know, preconceived notion. I don't know where it comes from, but oh, wow, they have a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. But then when we get in there and we start talking about, you know, the fact that we don't, but Scripture speaks to how we can, you know, get back on track and how mm-hmm. we can reflect the image of God in our marriage. Um, I just think I just think people relate with that and that reconciliation piece and redemption and restoration. You don't have any of that without brokenness first. That's so right. that's mm. I think that's encouraging. Oh, that's such a good point. Unbelievable. I'm just I'm sitting here just so excited about the conversation. I hope as you're listening, uh, whether you're working out or or on a drive, that uh, you're you're getting excited and getting a vision for how God can use your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember talking to an individual who said for years he'd prayed about something that he and his wife could do together for the Lord and never considered the part that just investing in other couples as a married couple could be to mm-hmm. be on mission. And he said it through tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Part of it was lament for years wasted where they could have been. And the other one was just this relief of being exposed to an idea that, um, I, I think someone said it earlier that if it were a snake, <laughs> it, it, it would bite you. And I'm, I'm looking at Gio as I say that. <laughs> I've got more statements like that. <laughs> Is that not how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I'm pretty sure it is. We got to think of the Spanish version. We're going to have to look that one up. <laughs> se, se cae de la don't, mata. Don't bring, se cae de la mata is the Spanish. Yeah. Don't bring those idioms into this podcast. Se cae de la mata is it, it falls from the tree, meaning when something's ripe, it, it just drops. So it's there. It's ready to go. So this guy, so not to lose our point here, but <laughs> the, the idea of missions through marriage, the impact that it can have, and just this is an exciting conversation to have, and hopefully it's something that you get excited about and can see what how the Lord wants to use your marriage. Well, I, I think in the process, as we're talking, guys, I think it's important for us to define what that mission is because, you know, I know of another guy, we, I was talking to him, where they were like, hey, you need to go to Africa with us. We're going on this mission trip to Africa. We're going on this mission trip to Africa. And he's standing there and he's saying, why do I need to go to Africa? I can tell people about Jesus right here. And then he challenged them and says, I can remember the last time you told somebody about Jesus here. And so it's, it's almost like you said earlier, Roland, we com- compartmentalize our mission where by, I think by defining mission and I think by defining what marriage ministry and what uh, a marriage on mission could look like would be good for, for our listeners to, to understand and mm-hmm. to know. So speaking of defining. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I interject this really fast? Please. Just, so we're going to define these terms, but, but one more thing that goes along with the whole compartmentalization. Not only should we not compartmentalize our spirituality, but we really shouldn't compartmentalize our marriage relationship. There's obviously things that I do as an individual and Tammy does as an individual. But if we're not careful, there's way too much wanting to segregate 
marriage and the family mm. way, way too much. And, and, and we're not talking about bad or sinful things. There's, there's a lot of good things out there. The, the men's getaway, the women's getaway, the, the children's week away, the, the youth camps, all of these things are good. But if we're not careful and you look at your calendar over the last year, you, you've not been together as a family, much less as a couple. And so this is just, uh, and, and then are people even seeing how the two of you interact? So let's not compartmentalize there either. And Roland, when you say, you know, and it's not that these are bad things, mm-hmm. um, as a matter of fact, not, I'm pretty sure we've all participated in them. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, when we say that, we're saying exactly. we involve in those things, but not at the sacrifice of being under the umbrella of your marriage and mm-hmm. that being a 24-7 thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's define some terms, um, dictionary-wise. Missions, the divine activity of sending intermediaries, whether supernatural or human, to speak or do God's will so that his purposes for judgment or redemption are furthered. I just Before any of you speak into that yet, I just want to say nowhere in there did we find the word international, overseas, <laughs> you know. it's It was simply... Um, sending intermediaries. Mm. So let's just keep that in mind as we open this topic of talking about missions. Mm. And I love it when we think about the, the life of Jesus and the way that he lived on mission. And we're told to go. We're, we're, we're told to, to send. And so it's a go, it's a send. And what are we doing? We're proclaiming. We're proclaiming the good news of the gospel in Romans chapter 10, where it says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we're saved. It's with the heart that man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. And then it goes on to say, how will they hear unless there's a preacher? How will they go unless they be sent? And how beautiful are the feet of those who proclaim Mm -hmm. the good news. And so what we're saying is we can be on mission as we define that term through our marriage, being on mission to go in order to go. We have to send Romans 10 is really clear there. And what we're proclaiming is salvation through Jesus Christ to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and the transformation that takes place. That's good. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, in the scriptures, it says uh, to go to Judea, Samaria, and to all the uh, ends of the world. And so it is it is a message to go. Mm-hmm. But I think that we have translated that message to go to only be the ends of the world. And we forget about right in our backyard. Okay. And so when you're on mission like this, um, you start off with your, your own spouse, Right. You're on mission with your spouse. That's what I was going to say. Can we go even closer than backyard in your own home? In your own home, yeah. Mm -hmm. So am I forgiving? Am I accepting? Am I initiating in my relationships? And so really cultivating missions within my own home and Mm -hmm. then to my kids. And, you know, this goes to our first uh, faith principle, right? Mm -hmm. To, To reflect the image of God, to reproduce a godly heritage, and to reign in spiritual warfare. And so... You know, where, where your home, it's almost like your training ground, right? It's, it's where you're practicing so that when you do walk out those doors as a, as a couple, um, you are in the community um, shining the light on the gospel message. You are reflecting the image of God. You are reflecting that unity 
that we talk about in that first faith principle. Maybe that's why it's so, <laughs> I don't know, this just came to my mind. Maybe that's why it, it can be so difficult to practice that at home. Mm-hmm. You know, that forgiveness and that unconditional love, you know, because they say when you train, train under the most difficult circumstances <laughs> so that when you go out, you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Because I do, I do find it easier to forgive mm-hmm. almost a stranger or a friend than I do my own spouse. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? It's not because you're not forgivable. It's, mm-hmm. not, the, it's not the case, <laughs> but that's well, how it seems. I think it's because it's, it's statements that we have made before on this podcast. When you read something, think of others more than you think of yourself. That piece of scripture in Philippians, who are you thinking of when you read Others. You're, you're, you're thinking of <laughs> others. You're not necessarily thinking of your spouse, right? And so... Going out on mission, I think that's that's good. Um, where you know most most teams will try to put tough conditions at home if, on their home field, so that when they go out and play, you know, in some places like hey, we're going into an environment that's very loud, they'll they'll bring in music and loud noises so that they get used to it, so that when they do go out there, it's hey, we're used to this, it's no big deal, mm. you know, and so. I think it starts at home. I think the idea of mission starts at home. Um, And we pray that God does use people as couples to take it to the ends of the world. And he has. And we've got people within our ministry that do that. Mm -hmm. But I think we often neglect. And I don't know if it's neglect is the right word or often don't think that being on mission Mm -hmm. at home is, is a thing. Now, we've used a couple sports illustrations here. Is, yeah. is there a cooking illustration maybe that, that we can tie in? <laughs> no, like, I know like, that I, we just keep talking about how this, these sports analogies keeps com- keep coming up. And I'm just like, you lose me after a sentence of it's, talking it's about like when, what when, did you say right before? <laughs> when a baker, when you're training a no. baker or, or a chef, you put, you put time restrictions on them to see if they can whip something amazing right. up in a short amount of time or uh, give them a certain amount of ingredients and how they can creatively bring all of those ingredients together to make (laughs) this tremendous masterpiece uh, in, in, in the kitchen. That's right. So are you done? So, (laughs) 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 Oh man. I I think we we eat better at home. (laughs) So I think the illustration is we can, we should love and forgive at home. That's right. That way, Mm. it's the overflow that extends out to others. Absolutely. Hey, in fact, we should eat out less and eat more at home. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we always said when we were raising our kids, like, you know, have dinner around the family table, you know, dinner around the table. And we we would say to each other, we do that. It's just usually not the table in our house. It's at Chick-fil-A. It's at Chili's. Not McDonald's. Not anymore yeah. since COVID. <laughs> I know, right? No. Right. That's no, rocked have, my world. We have been eating home a lot more. Susie's <laughs> become an incredible cook during no. COVID. Oh, please. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. was Thank it? You. Was it? What, tell me the number again of un, not no repeats dinners. We went when COVID started. What was it? The fifteenth of May of March, March twenty twenty. We went a solid fourteen days. I feel like that. it was 18? more than it that. It was in the 30s. Yeah, definitely. No, 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 no. no. It was at least a month. No. I remember no hearing like 10 or 11. No, no. I'm talking, I, listen, I'm talking about repeats. You went like 14 days without repeating a meal. It was in the, okay. <laughs> but like, maybe I won't take the 30s, but I will 
I will take 20. I know it was at wow, least. Wow, that's a big leap. At that least 14 21. to 20. Whereas before that's COVID, right right before COVID, we kind of went through tacos, spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, oh no! You're treading on thin ice. <laughs> so back to missions. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and oh, back let's to de- back to missions through marriage. marriage. It was it was spaghetti, but being able to forgive at home. It was first. spaghetti with different noodles <laughs> <laughs> to make it change it up a little bit. You know what okay. it's going to be tonight? <laughs> hey, ask, ask me what it's going to be tonight. I don't know. We're going to be out of town. Ask me. Ask me. We're going to be out of town. Arroz blanco y huevo frito. I like that, though. I like it, too. Ask me. What's for dinner tonight? You hear that? It's nothing. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) man. Silence. That's kidding. We'll find somewhere Uh, to go. We're going to hit pause while we do a little counseling before we continue with the podcast. Okay. So, basically, you had some. No, I was just going to say, talking about... um, you know, starting at home, but that that your interactions with other people really do um, can reflect, like mm-hmm. you said, you reflect God in our marriage. And and how is that? Because because it's not just one person doing. You know, it's it's both of you together, and mm-hmm. that's oh, there's just something beautiful in that. And I think God's design and and oneness is is that. It's it's kind of it's a supernatural thing to be able to reflect him through the marriage relationship, and I think about love is beautiful. It is beautiful, and you know I think about my own father. Um, they, my mom and dad got married. Uh, my mom had a believing. Mo- her mother was a believer, and she was a prayer warrior, and I I do believe that played a huge role in in her eventually getting uh, coming to the Lord. But my father. Um, grew up in the Catholic Church and, you know, wasn't really a Catholic, but, you know, that was what he, the religion he would have written down. Um, but he just observed my Uncle Don and Aunt Janet, and they were a few years ahead of, you know, they were, they had been married several years before my mom and dad got married. And he observed some things about my, my Uncle Don and, and my Aunt Janet and how they interacted and how their kids interacted. And he, this was before, um, we, um, I think we might, we might have, my brother might have been born at this point, but anyway, it was so impressive to him to see that, how they interacted and how, you know, and eventually that their testimony, um, is what led my, my dad to the Lord. And Mm. I mean, he, he eventually, you know, actually in the Catholic church, here's the message of blind Bartimaeus. And that was just what the Lord used. But all of these things, all these kind of seeds planted Mm. prior to that. And then finally the Lord just, I mean, just called him, um, once, one Sunday after church. So I think that when we think about, you know, and I love the term marriage on mission, Gio, that you just used earlier. And it's, it's, it's our marriage is a testimony of God's love and forgiveness. And that's what was a testimony to my father is that there was love and forgiveness. Mm. And probably early on in their marriage, they started off, you know, it, it, it started off a little bit rocky. Um, but the Lord really drew drew them to him and, and, and they got saved. So And here great. Uncle Don and Aunt Janet were mm-hmm. on mission through their marriage and didn't even know it. And just to be clear, we've we've defined mission and talked about that a little bit. But let's Mm -hmm. also give you a definition on marriage, which would have been what was a testimony to uh, Tammy's mom and dad, my father-in-law and mother-in-law. 
So if you're wondering where we're taking these definitions from, it's not from Merriam-Webster's. It's from Baker's Evangelical Dictionary, just so to make mm-hmm. that clear. So we've, we've stated that missions... Susie did that reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we've stated that missions is being sent, you know, and to where that is is to wherever God calls you. But I love this definition of marriage from that specific dictionary. An intimate and complementing union between a man and a woman in which the two become one, resource, physically, (laughs) in the whole of life. That's literally the opposite of compartmentalization. It's in the whole of life. As a believer and as a married person, every thought I think runs through that filter. Every word I speak runs through that filter. Every emotion that I'm feeling, run for, for me, if it's going to envelop all of you, it has to run through that filter of Scripture as a believer, and then, you know, as a spouse, my, I'm sorry, in, in the marriage union, through my spouse. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's so good, because I think... Um... I think our vision, first of all, I don't think a whole lot of people think of, I mean, I don't think I really thought of it that way Mm-mm. for a while, that my marriage is to be on mission, you know, that, that the way we live our lives and the way that we interact biblically, the way the scripture tells us we should, mm-hmm. um, was, we were probably like, um, like Don and Janet, we were mm-hmm. probably like, you know, we, we don't even think of that. And, um, I remember reading a book, uh, a while back and, um, it was called Saturate, and um, the author for Jeff—I can't remember his name—but Jeff was talking about his parents and how his parents never really felt like they had much of a ministry at all. And he had to point out to them, "Are you kidding me? You know how many young people you guys discipled in your lifetime? You've impacted a multitude of kids." And they were like, "Yeah, but those were just your friends that came over, and we would just talk to them." Exactly, you were on mission as a couple. And they started, t- the, the, the book, as you read it, they started tearing up, mm-hmm. thinking, man, nobody really ever affirmed that we were on mission. But we don't really need anybody to affirm us. We need God mm-hmm. to affirm it. And That's God right. affirms marriages. So therefore, we're on mission the moment we get married. Um, and I thought that was a beautiful thing because I think a lot of people are like your Uncle Don and Aunt Janet. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, hey, we're just doing life. We love Jesus. We, we're doing our life. Don't consider ourselves in ministry, but yet they are. Everybody mm-hmm. is in ministry. Yeah, and this conversation is not to, to complicate what that is, but it's just to raise awareness yes. that the way that you interact as a couple it is a mirror image of the way that God reflects his Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's not always in the organized things that we do. I think there's a lot of time spent recently on the word intentionality and we got to be intentional and just kind of live your life over the next few days and notice how many times you hear the word intentional and we got to be intentional or in the evangelical community, this idea of being missional. But, you know, all, all we're saying is whether organized or organic, as we are in relationship, loving God, loving others, that we're reflecting mm. the image of God and that our interactions in our marriage should should be should be positive with one another as well as positive with others. I think it's said, you know, like your marriage can be a billboard That's for right. for the this idea of marriage, and it's gonna it's gonna um, show something. Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be attractive, and is it gonna draw people to that? Like, I want that, I desire that, and not not necessarily, 
you know, the, the perfection because that is in there, but what fuels it, what powers. I know that we had a family member who struggled in relationships, struggled hard. Like it was one after another, one after another. And they, I think finally they ended up coming to us and saying like, you know, why is it that I can't find what you guys have? And it was just this idea of you're looking in all the wrong places. And I would just like to say that that story has a very happy ending because, Mm -hmm. um, started looking in the right places, I guess. And just at at least started focusing on the right thing because, you know, it's, it's the Holy spirit that fuels a healthy, thriving marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to tackle a few more thoughts in the next couple podcasts on mission. And, uh, there's a lot that I think we have to say, but, um, yeah. And just want to read one scripture here from Matthew chapter nine yeah. that I think really, uh, really emphasizes and catapults us mm. into the other conversations we're going to have. Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 through 38. So I'll read that. When he saw the clouds. <laughs> Sorry about that. Woo. Let's Rewind. try that again. We're going to read Matthew 9, verses 36 through 38. He saw the clouds. <laughs> Here, here's your reading glasses. I'm actually wearing them. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I can't recover. Here we go. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but Mm. the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Matthew 9, 36 through 38. That's our prayer. That is. That the Lord would send more marriages into this harvest field that's out before us. Uh, I know that Gio and Susie can speak to this. We've got young couples coming to us saying we want to prepare for marriage as we're preparing for weddings. And so we're doing premaritals and love doing that. We've got married couples that are saying, man, for the first time, we've got something that we can go and, and do together and be, be on mission discipling other couples. And so we, we just love it. And we love those that are just participating in the small groups or these, or, or on the other side, the, the couple that just went through the premarital and, and just appreciating just the biblical insight that's been offered them. And so uh, join us on this journey of marriage through missions. You can check us out at ChristianFamilyLife.com. All kinds of information in there. And I will say, Roland and Tammy, that Susie and I, um, having gone through the 2B1 material eight or nine years ago, we it's probably the, one of the first times that we captured this idea of, wow, we can actually have a mm-hmm. ministry together, together. to impact uh, other, other people and other generations. And so we are grateful for it ourselves. And now we're trying to tell as many people as we can about mm-hmm. Christian family life and to becoming one because it truly is impactful. It impacts mm-hmm. us every time we teach it. But man, then we see people just going out there and, mm-hmm. and doing the work and some of them in their own home. Some mm-hmm. of them are going overseas. So mm-hmm. uh, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about more information on this material and how you and your church and your ministry can be on mission uh, as couples. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.